What's going on, Three Cow Podcast? I'm Isaac. I'm Dick. All right, so this is um, our installment of our uh, discussion podcast, where we take a subject and we talk about it, um, maybe debate about it, depending how on what side of the fence we find ourselves on. And today we're talking about the one, the only, the man of the hour. No, not Leo Rush, the guy that has created so much buzz in the wrestling industry over the last six months. Yeah, pretty year? much. Chris year? Jericho. Chris Jericho, the great one. Um, this dude has been wrestling since 1990. Exactly. Can you believe that? No. How many wrestlers are there that like have been wrestling since 1990? He's only he's 48 years old. Um, towards I would say towards the end of his the end of his wrestling careers, you know, maybe five six years away, depending on what. When he wants to quit, um, he has been the master of reinvention. Yeah, I mean, seeing what he's been doing in um, in New Japan, that's if that doesn't show you how good he is, how much of a chameleon he is, yeah, you're insane. So he started. He so he started training at the Heart Dungeon at the age of nineteen with Lance Storm. Um, hey. That was 1990. He wrestled the Canadian independent scene through the uh, through 90 91. Uh, he found himself wrestling in Mexico in 92. Um, he started wrestling and then he signed with the uh, Coneso Munidal de Lucha Libre, aka CMLL, uh, one of the biggest promotions in Mexico. Um, they're still around to this day, surprisingly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Not surprised at all. No, uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling 94. Um, Let's see here. He then he found himself wrestling for ECW uh, in '95 and '96. I see that legend status continue. WCW from '96 to '98. Legend status signed with WWF um, in '99. See, he '99. He was a part of WWF. Yes. Into uh, the E. So. But throughout his early career, he wrestled in throughout all over the world, in Japan, Germany, um, Africa, uh, you name it, he's been there. Um, he was part of New Japan early in his career. Um, he wrestled under a mask, I believe? Yeah. Um, I Yeah. Uh, he... Can you name... So, from... from uh, So, in ECW, he was... Uh, let's see here. I don't remember what he went by. Um, he went by his Chris Jericho, but like his moniker, he was kind of like the young up and comer. Oh yeah, something weird. A uh, Lionheart. Um, Lionheart, yeah. Yeah, Lionheart, Chris Jericho, uh, WCW. Um, he basically struggled a little bit, basically getting a uh, loss in the shuffle early in his career. Uh, but his most memorable th- uh, thing he did was his feud with Goldberg, uh, basically calling Goldberg out. Um, Goldberg not wanting to wrestle him, um, and this caused legit heat between the two. Yeah, uh, I didn't know any of that until um, I started reading about it. Yeah, and uh, Chris Jericho's talked about it a uh, few in a, uh, one of his books. Talked about it uh, on several occasions on his podcast. A really interesting um, uh, take on the whole thing, and it says a lot about early Goldberg. Yeah, well, we all knew that Goldberg was like, kind of like a hothead. Uh, he thought that he was like, the best, because of how they 
built him to be, but he wasn't at all the best that anyone thought that he could have been. Right. Um, he worked hard. He worked hard, but yeah. he wasn't as great in the ring. Um, who did he fight? Um, that match that was super revealing. He fought. Um, What's his name? He got fired from WWE for being too abusive to his trainees. Oh, uh, Bill DeMont. Thank you. He fought him, and you can you saw then and there. Yeah, he's not that great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, Chris Jericho, he's not one to back down. Um, basically, he got into it with Scott Hall one time as WCW because he felt Scott Hall's picking on him. Um, basically, uh, Chris Benoit was like, "Yo, you gotta stand up to him. You gotta you gotta fight for yourself." Um, yeah. Once he stood up to Scott Hall, Scott Hall kind of backed down, and kind of teaching Chris Jericho, like you know what, you gotta you gotta look after yourself, um, and don't be a dick. Treat everybody with respect, and if you're not getting the respect, demand it. Um, he had that same situation when uh, with Brock Lesnar, with Brock Lesnar busted up uh, Randy Orton pretty bad, right? Yeah, yeah. He went after uh, uh, Lesnar as soon as Lesnar walked in the back, which was crazy. That is crazy because he can kick his ass oh absolutely yeah but i mean to be fair that is a very um i i i understand why you're gonna be pissed off at that because you gave him a concussion you really hurt him and you're only doing it for what like there, there was no need for it right. and we all hated how the match ended anyway. Like we hated that whole thing. Um, yeah, we can take some blood now here and there, but um, the fact that you could tell Randy Orton was actually hurt, right? Um, it there's no need for it. So I can see him standing up and saying, "Yo, I'm not with that shit," and having a real altercation between the two. Um, Chris Jericho went by the man of a thousand and four holds, basically. Um, making fun of Dean Malenko being the man of a thousand holds. Uh, if you don't remember that, basically Chris Jericho was standing in the ring, um, reading from a long list of paper, saying a move, and the next move would be armbar. It was hilarious. Uh, Chris <laughs> Jericho and WCW, all he wanted was the microphone in his hand, and he was going to do what he had to do. And that's it. Yeah. Um, so when he got to when he signed with WWF in 99, 98, 99, he debuted. Um, he of course debuted um, right in the middle of a rock promo, and that basically put a rocket up his ass and shot him to the moon. Oh yeah, and it was perfect. Who else could interrupt the rock at that point? Um. So, but unfortunately, his early um, career in WWF, he kind of got lost in the shuffle a little bit. Um, despite his really good ingring work and his um, skills on the mic, he ended up uh, being lost in the shuffle a little bit. He ended up feuding with China and Jeff Jarrett over the Intercontinental Championship title. I'm sorry, that was amazing to me. That was amazing because China was not like, yeah, she's a woman, but in her song, "Don't treat me like a woman, don't treat me as a man, treat me for who I am," and bars, by the way. And then, uh, <laughs> like, it was the first time like a woman was actually taken seriously, like in, in my eyes, to. Uh, legitimize their spot in the wwe she wasn't like being showcased and featured as like you know a valet or hey here's my boobs she was an actual competitor and going against chris jericho who it was amazing at that point only kind of like shot her up and him because he did something that 
really was looked at, looked down upon in a sense. He was great. Uh, that was great to me. Yeah. So it, it was. It wasn't where he wanted to be though. Um, but oh, no, he made, he made yeah. the best out of it. I mean, he got a lot out of uh, China. Um, he was stiff with her. She was stiff right back. It was a lot of mutual respect. Um, and that kind of that kind of uh, propelled him to his next kind of whole thing, um, feuding with uh, with Triple H. Uh, at one point, he actually beat Triple H on Night Raw for the world title. Um, but they ended up reversing it. And um, he had a lot of he had a lot of. Uh, Title reigns in terms of the mid card scene. He won the European title, uh, the Intercontinental title. Um, then eventually, he became the first ever undisputed champion. I mean, he beat The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. Fuckery happened, but you know what? The record books will show Chris Jericho beat both The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. And that's all that matters. Yeah. W's and checks. Uh. So and through so he would he would take leaves absences uh, leaves of absences come back and reinvent himself. So we saw the Ayatollah Rock and Roller, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he went away for a while to do music. Um, came back and what was the next one? He basically became uh, the savior. The savior, yeah, yeah. He did a lot. Um, he. Uh, he was the savior. He did uh, when he came back that one time. It was like just super happy and like hella energetic, like yelling at the fans, being hella happy. And then uh, turned out that he wanted to come back because CM Punk was uh, calling himself the best in the world. That's right. Uh, yeah, he, he had that really great feud with CM Punk, basically um, challenging CM Punk's whole best of the world sobriety thing. Um, bringing up um, CM Punk's real life um, issues with his parents, um, saying CM Punk actually does drink. Actually, bringing up the Harley Race story, where CM Punk took a shot of liquor in honor of Harley Race. I thought that was badass and bold as hell, and yeah. that made me like really love him even more. Um, he ended up feuding with Shawn Michaels, uh, a really great feud where we saw Chris Jericho accidentally, legitimately. Hit Shawn Michaels' wife in the face. Wait, what? Yeah. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? No. Wow. This was uh, WrestleMania 29, I believe? No, no, no. Uh, This was before the CM Punk thing, right? Yes. Okay, so that was when he busted him open at... uh... That wasn't WrestleMania, was it? Yeah, it was at WrestleMania. Oh, okay. So then that must have been WrestleMania. It was at, at, Seiko, it was at Seiko Field. Okay, so 2003. Okay. Um, That's crazy. I need to look. I need to watch that. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, so let's see here. Man, yeah, I'm trying to think. They really didn't have. Let me see. Let me Google here. Um, the many faces of Chris Jericho. Um, Chris Jericho. And don't forget the best friend. Oh, I'm not, that, I'm not there yet. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. So, yeah, so he, he comes and goes at will. Basically, he has this incredible rapport with, uh, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon loves him. Um, man, he's feuded with, with everybody. The Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H. He's basically been in the main event scene. Whenever he wanted to. 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and the the time he busted up Triple H or uh, Shawn Michaels really bad was 2008 at the Great American Bash. Yeah. And that actually won Feud of the Year. Because that was a great feud. It was really great. Um, let's see. Hold on, I'm getting, I'm getting on the Reddits because the Reddit has everything. Um, nope. Let's see here. Well, while you're doing that, I just want to say personally, people need to leave Demi Lovato alone. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, it, it was one of those things. You're just kind of like, uh, what's going on? Dude, I didn't know 21 Savage was British. Dude, I didn't know that either. Did he know he was British? He, Of course he knew. <laughs> He knew. That's why he changed his whole life around after he got arrested uh, for, uh, I think it was gun charges or something. But um, when he got arrested and they expunged it and everything, like he was fearful. Like, I'm going to get deported. So, hell yeah. Um, but I didn't know that. So, okay. that, so, that's crazy. Thanks to what culture. So, one <laughs> of course, of them, what not, culture? They're not in order. They're in order from best to worst. But one of them is called Cold Dad Chris Jericho. Hmm. Okay. Um, that's where he brings out the uh, the studded jacket, the rhinestone yeah. jacket. Um, yeah. Codebreaker, Chris Jericho. Yeah. That was 2007-ish. Um, let's see here. Lionheart, which was um, his early ECW, WCW days. Um, they called it the Undisputed Champion, Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. Stupid idiot, Chris Jericho. <laughs> that was good. I did. I wonder if that coincides with the, you made the list, Chris Jericho. So the Ayatollah yeah. of Rock and Roller. Mm-hmm. Which was my favorite. Yeah, it was really great. Uh, the world's most jealous man. That's when he was uh, super jealous. Okay, I remember that. That's where he, <laughs> he, him and Christian um, had that whole situation with Trish Stratus and Lita. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, Y2J. Okay. Uh, and uh, the best in the world at what he does. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, I, I there, there's there's some other ones in between there. Um, but, yeah, let's go ahead and talk about um, his uh, best friends with – with Kevin Owens. See, I the reason why I loved it was simply for the fact that he went and attacked Kevin Owens in a match to get Kevin Owens disqualified to retain his title. Yeah. When I that saw, was beautiful. That was genius. Genius. Like, the way that they came up with these ideas to protect them, to, to protect uh, their friendship, uh, protect Owens in that title. Like, it was all brilliant, beautiful. Like, come on. Even the way that it ended was crazy. Like, uh, he got me a list. Why is my name on it? Oh, that was great. And and then you felt hella sad. Yeah. Like, it was the best. That was the best feud. And it should have been feud of the year. Cause, or, um, like, storyline of the year. Or like, whatever you want to call it. Like, that was great. That was great. I loved every minute of that. Yeah, it, it... Dude, just like the whole festival of friendship, you're right. 
and then the whole um pulling out uh the list and like what why is my name on the list and then just just the whole thing coming together right before your eyes and just the fuckery and the betrayal you just felt bad for chris jericho you did yeah um so let's, let's go and get into some of his comp- accomplishments and all that because this dude is oh wait why am i no i can't skip over the fact that he left wwe went to new japan just because he felt like it was time to branch out yeah um, he feuded with uh, with Kenny Omega, right? Yep. Uh, with uh, Naito. Mm-hmm. Um, and who was the other person? Uh, that's it. They were. It, that was his. Uh, that was the only two people that he was going after. Okay. Um, and so, and so he wasn't done there. He goes and joins AEW All Elite Wrestling, kind of putting himself in this whole. Like, how, how do you, the status of legend that very few people have ever been able to do? Um, yeah. Like, not a lot of people have been able to do the things that he's been able to do. Go to different places and be the guy in those places, like, and have a feud with somebody who was arguably the best wrestler in the world. And go and pull out a five-star match with this guy um not being that young um chris jericho that we're used to seeing you know he became a mat wrestler super technical um more grounded uh and more vicious completely reinventing himself and not being the 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 chris jericho that we've seen in wwe or wcw he's not that guy and that was amazing to me. Not a lot of people can like just reinvent themselves at the drop of a dime. Like this man has been everywhere, has seen everything, and has seen what works, what doesn't work, and he was able to capitalize that. Yeah. Um, so let's go to jump into some of his accomplishments. Um, CMLL. He was the NWA World Middleweight Champion. He was ECW World TV Champion one time. Mm-hmm. IWA Junior Heavyweight Champion one time, New Japan Pro Wrestling Intercontinental Champion one time, uh, Feud of the Decade of the 2000s with Shawn Michaels, Feud of the Year 2008 with Shawn Michaels, Most Hated Wrestler of the Year in 2002 and 2008, ranked number two of the top 500 singles wrestlers PWI in 2009, ranked 109 of the top 500 singles wrestlers um, in 2003. It's the WCW Cruiserweight Champion four time, WCW World Television Champion one time. Uh, let's see here, WWF accomplishments, undisputed WWF Champion, first ever. Don't you forget that. First uh, ever. World Heavyweight Champion three times, WCW slash World Champion two times, WWF Hardcore Champion one time, WWF European Champion one time, WWE World uh, United States Champion two times, WWE slash WWF Intercontinental Champion nine times. WWE Tag Team Champion two times with Edge, one time with Big Show. WWF slash World Tag Champion five times. One with Chris Benoit, with The Rock, Christian, Edge, and The Big Show. He's the uh, ninth Triple Crown Champion, fourth Grand Slam Champion, three-time Slammy Award uh, winner. Uh, Let's see here. 
Superstar of the Year 2008, Tag Team of the Year 2009 with the Big Show. Um, yeah, so let's see. Royal Sing Observer Newsletter um, has them as the uh, best pro wrestling book in 2011, uh, best on interviews in 03, 08, 09. Uh, best of the interviews of the decade, feet of the year with Shawn Michaels, match of the year with Shawn Michaels, uh, the latter match of No Mercy, most underrated wrestler of 99 and 2000. He's the reader's favorite wrestler of 99, wrestler wrestler of the year in 08, 09, uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame, class of 2010. Yeah. So, the man has accomplishments oozing out of his bum. He blazes on path. He started a Ozzy Osbourne slash Black Sabbath cover band that turned out to be its own standalone band that had a, hell, a hit song, a legit hit song, legit hit a song, legit hit song that like charted top five in rock. I think at one time it was number one. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Judas, that's the name of the song. Really good. Um, he's done acting. Uh, he's had his own TV show written on, even though it was online. Wrote it, directed it himself, did the whole shebang. Um, his own crews, the wrestling. I really, which I really want to go to. Oh yeah, the really rock and wrestling. The rock and oh, wrestling. Rage and wrestling. Yeah, Rage, whatever it is. Um, now the question is, he's been all over the world. He's wrestled for every major promotion except for Impact. Which can you really call it a major promotion? Um, but he he allegedly um, had talks with him and was going to sign until AEW hit him with that deal. Yeah. Um, so, is Chris Jericho the GOAT, the greatest of all time? Yes. Period. There's no other wrestler that has the accomplishments of this man. Uh, there's no other wrestler that has gone to WWE and has had um, this success and walked away on his own accord and went to another place to start over to see what he can do and killed over there too. Getting a five-star match over there, which doesn't seem like it's a big deal, but that's a huge deal. Like, how many of them does he have? One. Um, like... Um, being sought after at the age of 48 years old, still being sought after by the WWE, by um, Impact, by AEW, by um, MLW, like all of the uh, ROH, all of these different companies want Chris Jericho because he's not moving and performing like a man who's almost 50. He's out there like a new man at 30 who's just finding his stride. You know what I mean? Right. He, I mean, nine-time Intercontinental Champion, that is the most title reigns than any other champion. The only person that's close to him is The Miz. Um, if you want to count the Intercontinental Championship in um, in New Japan, he's a 10-time Intercontinental Champion. Um, ninth Triple Crown Champion, fourth Grand Slam Champion, three-time Slammy Award winner, uh, best friends with Kevin Owens. I mean, <laughs> the or former best friend. Um, he was a IWA Junior Heavyweight Champion, an ECW Champion, uh, uh, world, well, television champion. Um, he's had match, 
match of the year, everything that you've said he's done. Corazon de Leon is the man. He is the GOAT. Chris Jericho is the greatest wrestler of all time. I disagree. Oh, God. Yes. So, his ending accomplishments are second to, to none what he's done on the global scale. Now, what the man has never, ever been able to do is be the face of the company and take a company to new heights. That's not fair. That is the only knock I have on the man that keeps him from being my overall number one wrestler of all time. He does never. He's never had the mainstream success that the guys like Stone Cold, The Rock, The Hulkster, Jonathan Cena have had. Okay. That is I, the only yeah. knock I have on him. Um. I no. Nah, I I I I I respectfully disagree. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, no, even if he hasn't had the uh, the the main marquee or be the face of the company, um, the fact that they put the made him the first undisputed champion, the fact that they had him beat the two men that were the face of the company, says something completely different. To me, I think also with um, him being um, when he went to New Japan and said to Vince, called Vince and said, hey, what do you think of this? And Vince is like all for it. Um, that speaks to how important he is to the the history of this company, how yeah. big he is. And then for him to stay back there and you can tell Vince was a little upset by it. And then as he's leaving. Uh, New Japan. Well, he's still going to be doing some stuff, but as he's trying to do his thing, then all of a sudden it's oh, I'm going to sign with AEW and you take him off of your opening marquee, you put him over to alumni, uh, you do all of these things that seems a bit vindictive because you're hurt at the fact that he did not come back to uh, the WWE that to me uh that's that's he's the face he was the face he was the guy he uh main evented Wrestlemania he uh has won multiple championships he's he took the the main title that championship the WWE championship and made it important but not only that he took the Intercontinental Championship a championship that was just there in a lot of eyes and made it one of the most important and prestigious ma- uh, like titles. He did that. It wasn't the Pat Patterson of it because all we talk about is, uh, yeah, Pat Patterson was the first champion. Great. We talk about Honky Tonk Man. He held it for almost two years. Great. But it's Chris Jericho that is the greatest Intercontinental Champion. It's Chris Jericho that you talk about when it comes to uh, great feuds and uh, being a face of the company. You could send him, Chris Jericho, anywhere. I mean, you put him on the 
uh, Robot Combat League. You put him on Dancing with the Stars. You put him in TV shows, movies. Whose line is it anyway? You put him on uh, Tanked. You know, he's the guy that you call that can go anywhere, can do anything because he's that recognizable. So for him being saying that he's not, he's never been the face of the company. I highly disagree because who else went on like huge press runs that everybody wanted to see him, John Cena, Randy Orton. I I never seen edge on, you know, Jimmy Fallon or Jay Leno. I see Chris Jericho. I see John Cena that that's the face. That's the face of this company. He's the face was was you you make a compelling argument sir i damn right i do and the fact that now he's on aew and everybody is talking to him people are paying attention a lot more to aew because chris jericho signed his name on there imagine if chris jericho didn't sign with aew how much more legit would people take it people would pay attention yes people would be like oh wow cody rhodes he's he's he did it. He started his own company. That's cool. But you add the hype of the man, the myth, the legend of Chris Jericho to AEW. What if completely a, legitimate? What if AEW flops or just becomes another, or just becomes a glorified independent promotion? I, you know, part of me feels like you really want them to fail. <laughs> like, there's that part of me that's like. Isaac is really hoping that they don't make it for some reason. Hmm. No, Listen, but if they if they if they succeed, great. But all that really means is we're never ever gonna see Kenny Omega versus anybody on the WWE roster ever. Okay. In their primes. And yeah, that's fine. Can you like? Okay, I don't – I care if that Kenny Omega isn't going to come to the WWE because we won't see those matches. Um, but I love the idea of him not being pigeonholed to an, um, like this, this fantasy idea that they have for him and put him in this weird, weird thing. Like – I see. Well, honestly, how I see it is that um, if Kenny Omega came to the WWE, he would be what AJ Styles was. He's going to come in and have these quick, uh, a quick feud with like somebody that that you really enjoy seeing him with, but it's it doesn't go anywhere. It's just like a small feud because this person is coming in and wants to, you know, fight Kenny Omega, and then we're going to get that big marquee one: John Cena versus Kenny Omega. You know, then we're going to see the title runs. Then we're going to see the Kenny Omega just be Kenny Omega. And that'd be great. We get some great matches. But then what happens when his one, two, three championship runs happen and they have nothing for him because the next new thing is coming in that we have to push. Then we get like BS. You know, we, 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 with all the ideas that could possibly happen that we think would be amazing, but we think that we could see 16 to 20 weeks um, of great prime television, WWE will not do it. 
they are huge on not doing it. Like they tested the waters with uh, with uh, basically the club, the Bullet Club mini reunion with AJ Styles and the Good Brothers, and that was great. But how amazing would it have been if Finn Balor joined in? Of course, they're going to tease us, but it's not going to happen. Kenny Omega, that situation won't happen. But in AEW, at least we're going to get something that we really love and we really want to see. Wrestlers, wrestling, because they love wrestling. How crazy is that? We love wrestling and we want to see our wrestlers wrestle. We don't want to see them do like hokey and like just weird shit. We want to see them wrestle and do something cool and do something amazing and have great stories in the ring. And we want to be heard. WWE, we're not getting that. I think they in AEW, they care more about us and how we see things and how we want things to go that it is going to take over WWE for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> wow oh, yeah shit you're full of, you're you smoking some good shit there buddy so oh 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 no no, no. oh really oh yes. so when wcw came out with a platform to where they cared more about what the wrestlers want what the fans want to do and they started beating raw in the ratings what did raw what did wwe do at that point in time they let stone cold beat the shit out of Vince man yeah what can they do now? So here's here's the thing that, that you're missing. None of that shit was wrestling moves. It was a story that that Vince and WWE told. Okay. When WCW took over, it wasn't the wrestling that took over. It was the NWO. A yeah. click, a group. AEW has literally indie darlings that could not sell out an NFL stadium like WWE can. Don't matter how great Kenny Omega is in the ring, no matter how entertaining the Young Bucks are, by the way, Nick Jackson body is going to break down. His back is fucked up. Backs don't get better. They get worse. So Cody Rhodes' knee is gone. He admitted himself. He says, my knee is gone. They are literally to the point where they might be on TV. There's a good chance they're not going to be on TV all that often doing crazy shit. So, yes, we want wrestling. We want really good entertaining wrestling. But guess what does not sell? Does not Well, guess what has a limit, limited amount of money that can be made? Actual wrestling. There has to be the ability to tell a story, which Chris Jericho is phenomenal at doing. I will give yeah. the man that. That dude is a wrestling genius. Yes. He put together some shit that you're like, wow. The whole festival of friendship thing, the end of his career. Basically, you're, you think he's coming in to kind of be like the old guy with the new with the younger guy, trying to put him elevate him. Yet they were both elevated to the point where they captivated us in a segment that was not about wrestling. Fair. Alright. So that, that's, but, that's my whole thing when everybody says AEW is going to be this big thing. We don't know till we get something. If you, yeah. All In was great watching it because it was an event. It was a spectacle. It was literally our uh, someone who we admired in Cody Rhodes putting together this, this event with, with a couple of guys who 
probably were never supposed to make it in the industry, right? Yet they did yeah. it themselves. My only, my only, and you, it's it's fair to ask the question: Can they do this every month without the support, the financial support from the hardcore fans? Because an event once a month, hardcore fans can't afford to fly out to a new city every month. True, but what they can do is do um, like the the NXT thing and have uh, four, maybe five events a year that are based around uh, like the same kind of like uh, the same schedule of uh, yeah of NXT. I'm sorry. So you're telling me that they're going to have to leech off of WWE at an event in order to fill up an arena. No, what I'm saying is if they they had the same format and formula of having a few a year, it would be easier on them to uh, build a story. That's not building a story. uh, That's putting on a simple wrestling event. No, build build a story to where people are going to be involved enough to want to go and spend that money to go to it. If if they're able to do that, I think that they'll be fine with putting on something – four times a year instead of doing something every month. The only yeah. reason why we are that WWE has uh, pay-per-views every month is because there's so much wrestling. I mean, there's so much wrestlers. No, and they're there's trying so to... much revenue to be made. And they have the oh, yeah, ability, very... they have the ability to fork over the money, to front the money, to put on the event. Yes, AEW has the money to put up the front. But if they are not able to put asses in those seats, if they are not able to sell... Pay-per-view. The pay-per-view model's dead. Fair. Unless it, it's dead. There is no way. Unless you are Conor McGregor. Unless you are um, uh, Floyd Mayweather. Manny Pacquiao. Unless you're a big name. You're not going to be selling, you know, 100,000, 250,000. Half a million buys. Right? Yeah. And so if AEW cannot put asses in the seats in the venues they book, there's going to be a serious, serious conversation that the the cons are going to have is like this little passion project of ours is costing us money. We either need to make money now or something's got to change. So yes, they're going to have a weekly TV show on Tuesday nights, but, and that that's going to cover some costs because the money they're going to be getting from revenue from the TV deal. But it's going to come to that once a month where people got to fork out money, where they got to sell seats. Can they do it? That has yet to be seen. All in was great, but it's a little bit of a sample size. And there's caveats and things that people aren't taking into consideration that I am. Because I've seen TNA grow from this whole wrestling uh, um, show that was specifically about the in-ring work, the in-ring action. With guys like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels. Guys that were young in their prime. And they could tell a story in the ring and do some crazy shit that we've never seen before. Yet, when it came down to it, you could only grow so much before it all caved in. Okay. And that's my thing. Like, I've seen it happen time after time after time again. And yes, you have money behind them this time. But guess what? TNA, when uh, Dixie Carter took over, had Panda Energy money. Literally billions of dollars, a billion dollar corporation that was a, a Dixie Carter's passion project that fucked up because of her bad decisions. And I don't know 
how involved the cons are going to be because if they're involved as they are with the Jacksonville Jaguars organization, AEW could be really in some real fucked up trouble because the Jacksonville Jaguars should have been a Super Bowl this year, yet they weren't because of bad management choices. Uh, yeah, I'll take that. Yeah. That's fair. So the, my, my, my criticism of AEW, my skepticism of AEW, comes from the fact that like it's hard to make money in wrestling by just putting out wrestling. There's got to be a caveat where casual fans can come in and say, you know what? I like that. And that's where that's where Stone Cold and Vince succeeded in the Attitude Era was because who doesn't want to punch their boss in their face? Yeah, but what can WWE do now? They don't have to do anything. They've already created a whole global entertainment brand. Yeah, but the one thing that we have to consider is if their if their own roster, if the WWE's own roster is getting frustrated and they want to leave and all this talk of a lot of people wanting to leave and having big names like Dean Ambrose wanting to leave, not necessarily going to AEW or anything, but just wanting to leave and going to leave. And you have um like Kenta leaving. You have um the Mike and Maria saying that they want to leave. You not have draws, not draws. None of them were draws. <laughs> yeah, okay. Then the revival. Not a draw. They are a draw. Nope. The WWE doesn't see them as that and haven't been pushed as such. But why is that that but why is it that we come in? But why is it that every week us particular and a lot of other people are pushing for yeah, the revival because they are good. And they will put asses in seats. But the problem is and it's the same thing for Almost a lot of wrestlers coming from um, NXT. Nobody knows who the hell they are because a lot of people don't watch NXT. And because they don't watch NXT um, and you see this new guy from NXT, they're expecting a pop but not getting it because they're introducing him in the wrong way. The best way to introduce them is just throw them in a match on Raw instead of just making a big deal out of this team or this person coming up, you know? Like how um, uh, at the Royal Rumble, we see Johnny Gargano. Yeah, everybody knows who he is now. But that's how they should be introduced at the Royal Rumble, waiting and ready to go. Um, I don't know. But with all those names that are talking about wanting to leave this company, it makes us fans look at this and be like, wow, they are really mistreating them if a lot of names that we care about want I to leave. don't give a rat's ass about Zack Ryder. I don't care about uh, the Revival, the great tag team, but every single person that backstage will say this. Tag teams rarely draw money. You can count the tag teams on your hand that could draw money. The Road Warriors, the Hardys, the Dudleys, Edge of Christian, and um, the New Day and the Usos. The New Day. Those, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't put the Usos, Usos in no, there. I wouldn't. Despite how great they are, there's you got to be able a multifaceted team in order to do it. You have to be extraordinary on multiple fronts. You got to be unique. 
And the only reason why the Dudleys, the, the Hardys, the Edge and Christian drew money, three letters, T-L-C. Fair. Because we wanted to see that shit. Now, that, that's that's my whole thing. It's like, dude, good tag teams are a dime a dozen. Okay. Yeah. And then so that that's my that's my whole criticism. Like, oh, these guys want to leave. Leave. Guess what happened when, when dudes jumped WWF to WCW? A lot of them didn't do shit. They got paid. Fair. That's fair. Yeah. And then what if um if we were to look at them after they leave, say uh Zack Ryder leaves, goes to AEW, and somehow, some way I'm just throwing this out there. Not only became the face, but is a champion and puts on amazing matches that we had no idea he was able to put on. What would you say then? I would say good for him, but it's never going to happen. And what if it does? Would you eat your words? Would you take that back? I would take the L, but it's never going to happen. Hmm. I don't think Zack Ryder is athletic enough to go ahead and put on five-star matches with someone like Kenny Omega. Even the man's Kenny, 33 years old. Don't think he has the athletic ability to do it. I think he does. I think I think, I think we um, I think we just have him as we've seen him as a jobber for years, for over a decade, and we've never really seen him uh, like flourish or put on a match that was more than five minutes. Oh, I, I've seen uh, no. I don't. I don't think he has the ability to, especially two weeks ago when he went to save um, um, Kurt Hawkins and those stupid fucking forearms he was throwing were bad. That was bad, but I think he was just more hype of the situation. Like, oh my god, I'm gonna be on TV. Like, mm-hmm. I have something that is significant. You would think a tenure veteran wouldn't get a little overwhelmed. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, there are those times where they are like, oh, really? You're you're calling me? Like, yeah, JTG, he was with the company for, what, six years? A veteran. And when they actually called him to go on TV, he's like, oh, okay. And he's, like, looking crazy out there. I'll never forget. Who was he fighting? Jack Swagger on main event. And I was just like, are you kidding me? You look like shit. Why are you still work for this company? Have you watched Raw yet tonight? No. Just wait till you see Zack Ryder's backstage interview uh, segment with Kurt Hawkins, and you'll understand why this dude never drew a dime. God damn it, Zack Ryder! Like I pull for him <laughs> every week, every year. Like I oh oh by the way, the pop with the uh, the invisible John Cena. Yeah, I'm gonna get that. I pre-ordered it already. That's sick. So back to Chris Jericho. He's the goat. Despite how much I love him, I will put him in my top five. But I cannot put him number one. What? Then who is in your top five? I will tell you this right now. This is what this is going to be. Our journey to finding out who the greatest of all time is. Okay. So right now, I will tell you right now, Chris Jericho is my number three. Chris Jericho is your number three? My number three. I have to put him at number one. There oh, well, is- we found out you're number one. So this, because there is no other wrestler that has the accomplishments, that has the draw, that has the appeal, that is known throughout, like, everywhere, and is respected <laughs> as much as him. Oh, I want to tell you so bad. So, 
Let's get it's out. not Hulk Hogan because no, he's fuck a no. closet no, racist. No, 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 no. Not, it's, um, not it's not the okay. Never mind. Thank no, you. I, I will put him at number two now. All right. So let's get out of here. <laughs> he um, is number two. <laughs> this whole new series is going to be our journey to discover who the greatest of all time is. Um, out of respect for the greatness that is Chris Jericho, let's go ahead and play out his um, hit song, Judas. Yeah. But we don't get paid for it, so Neither. we're not getting paid for this. We just love it. <laughs> All right, we'll see y'all next week. Peace. You are beautiful on the inside. You are innocence personified. And I will try.